everybody, and welcome to the next installment of the QDQ podcast. We've lost count. Maybe you guys are keeping track, but we'll just go with, we'll just yep. trust your word. Whatever you say, Numbers what number don't it is. don't matter. It's kind of like, uh, what's, the, what, what's the name of the show? Uh, whose line is it anyway? But the points don't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, in, on QDQ, the numbers don't matter. Um, it only matters that we're having fun and that you guys are having fun. And we are having fun. Um, mm-hmm. Who are you? Who am I? Oh, I'm Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Almost forgot. And I am Becca. I'm, I'm trying to change it up on you to just mm-hmm. like see what your actual reaction is in the moment. And it's, uh, it's pretty entertaining. It's for, always for disappointing. Me. Anyway. Um, it's entertaining for me. Everybody else probably hates Everyone it. Everyone else but, is like, what? Um, <laughs> Who hired this clown? <laughs> You know, um, let's get into the really important stuff. How was your week? My week was good. Uh, I worked for the better part of it, which was nice. We did a really cool event on um, on Friday. Brunch was there. Um, nice, nice. So it's always a good time when brunch is there. I had enjoy the brunch. weekend off. Oh, I had um, yesterday... Uh, Mike, Mike and I have a couple friends that live in our apartment complex. So we went over to their, their place the other day and we had a PowerPoint party and Excellent. we all got together and made, made some PowerPoints. I used a, a Q to Q topic. Um, I talked oh. about the history of smell technology oh, I like in it. entertainment. That's awesome. So, and it was actually, I impressed myself because I made the PowerPoint using the notes from the episode. Oh, that's excellent. And, uh, I didn't have any notes on me when I did the presentation. I just did it because now just I just it. know the information. Really That's cool. great. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm how's your week? My week was, well, <laughs> uh, my birthday was this past week. So I am now a quarter mm-hmm. century old. So there's mixed feelings there. Congratulations. Quarter life crisis is in full effect. Um, but no, it was good. I saw family. Uh, I saw friends. It was a good time. Good times were had by all. Um, I don't think anything really super crazy happened today. Oh, I played a, a gig today with uh, my acoustic duo. It was a good time. We played Rochester nice. Porch Fest. A bunch of people playing out on different uh, businesses' front doors all around town. It's really cool. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. It's the uh, the perfect gentleman on Facebook. Check him out. We're cool. Check, check him out. Uh, but Ben's yeah, a so really good was... singer. Thanks. I've heard him. Mm. Ah yes, you, some things. Sometimes you know. I've also seen other videos of you singing, um, and sometimes you sing things, and I'm like, that shouldn't be able to come out of a man's body, but it does. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, I'm not sure if that's your, a good or a bad Your cover thing. from um, no, 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 no. You're specifically. I'm I'm talking about when you were in uh, not too sharp, and your your cover of uh your love i'm like ben shouldn't be able to sing oh, that but he can i didn't record oh, did you watch a facebook video or i'd watch the video okay because yeah. i was gonna say the album it's a different singer but have you heard yeah. the albums the video uh i'm probably did brunch will definitely out, make them I... make you listen to the albums if he hasn't already probably next time he actually played walking in memphis at my we... birthday party it was really funny <laughs> cute and for anyone um, wondering yes it was socially distanced wait. and we had under 10 people in a social gathering it's fine 
Wait, I'm entirely concerned for Brunch's well-being because our call time was 6.45 and he still went to your house later that evening. Oof. Yeah. I think Heather guilted him into coming. <laughs> Beautiful. I actually, before we left, he was like, are you going? And I was like, I don't think so. Today was an early morning. And he was like, I'll, 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 I'll probably be there. <laughs> was, uh, well, I appreciate great. that it showed up. It was a great time. It's okay. And you uh, know what? We'll just go get some drinks on maybe next week or the week after and celebrate. We'll figure it out. Maybe It'll we'll actually hang out um, sometime. <laughs> as opposed to just Instead of just working as all, all the time. Oh yeah, that's right. We're friends. Seriously. <laughs> I forget all the time. We it's it's really I that's think about probably. it a lot of like when we first when we first started uh Q to Q, we were like inseparable human beings and since the core is just oh, like oh yeah that's right the core we're so we're so we got to be like used to not being around each other every day because when we first started like i remember when we first yeah. went into quarantine i was like ben i this is the first week i haven't seen you and it was just yeah, like it was, woof. It was rough. now i i see you like once a month to record qdq kitchen which is still work no it's, it's okay it's we're, we're, we're doing fine everything's fine here uh well <laughs> anyway, anyway on to more pressing topics let's talk about the news um just in time for the new animal kingdom um national geographic special on disney plus to be released a new baby giraffe was born at animal uh, kingdom oh mm-hmm. i need the video there's always a video well, of a baby giraffe there's always, not necessarily even being born there's always videos yeah, yeah, I gotta so, find um, it. Didn't we post about a baby, baby giraffe, giraffe one time? There were, we did. It yeah. was a Bush Gardens Bush baby Gardens giraffe, giraffe, and it was the Hamilton episode because that yeah. was the title of the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It was, it was founding fathers and baby giraffes. That was uh, oh, wow. that was a good time. So yeah, so if you're a next... fan of musical theater and giraffes, definitely yeah, giraffes. check out that episode. Yeah, just like check out the whole Cutie Cute podcast because this is the second time it's... we've covered giraffes. Um. <laughs> So this is a bit of a... Quality giraffe content. Oh my god. This is what the Patreon subscribers want. Speaking of, if you do like what you hear today, feel free to head over to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash QDQ, spelled just like the podcast. We have tiers ranging all the way from $1 to $50, I believe, at this point. That's correct. Um, So you get some exclusive content, um, maybe even some merch, depending on what tier you subscribe to. So that's the plug. Mm -hmm. Anyway... Back to the those news. are almost in print, almost there. Yep, we're getting so Patreon subscribers. We are, are on getting those there. Tiers. <laughs> it's for those of you on those tiers, which I still only think is one person, other than the buttons. Um, they, they are coming. It is it is happening. It's awesome. just that I am a terrible graphic designer and I'm bad at editing things. We need, a but it's coming. <laughs> you know, I think we know one. <laughs> Um, I know our our, uh, our, our, our other favorite co-host has been doing some graphic design stuff. So he's, I mean, he did the Q to Q kitchen logo. He's he's pretty good. So maybe we should invest in uh, some shade time. Anyway, this uh yeah. So this next piece of more news, shade time. <laughs> I try to know the news. <laughs> so this, um, this next piece of news is a little sadder than baby giraffes. Unfortunately, the Grand Floridian Orchestra has been laid off. That's tragic. Like this is this is the it's really sad. So they got twenty twenty right here. This this actually 
the Grand Floridian Orchestra has been entertained. They've they're actually like their own little group. They've been entertaining the Grand Floridian for I think it was like twenty six years or so. That's um, they actually got moved to yeah they got moved to the uh, theater of the stars, which is where the Beauty and the Beast show usually performs for um, the the socially distanced entertainment whatever because it was an outdoor stage and all that. Um, and then I guess they probably just weren't that popular, weren't doing well, and um, they've been they've been laid off. So that's really sad. Well, let's hope um, that they can get their jobs back soon because that would be nice. Yeah, I really hope so. Hi, Miko just came to um, visit. Hello, Miko. You want to come up? You want to say hi? Hello, baby. He's looking at me and like waving at me. It's I like that every single episode of QDQ for the last few weeks has had like a Miko sidebar. That's got to. I mean, no, one in, no one can see this. That's the. F- I don't She's know loud. if any of our listeners also listen to My Favorite Murder, but at the very end of My Favorite Murder, every single week, um, Georgia, who, one of the hosts, asks her cat Elvis if he wants to have a cookie, and he meows at the end. So we should. Oh, get that's to wonderful. To, to trade her to meow. Well, I don't have to train her. All I need to do is put a stink bug on the wall, and she will meow like crazy because she wants to play with it. And <laughs> if it. we know anything about my apartment, I have a surplus of stink bugs. If anyone's looking for a stink bug, come on over. And <laughs> stink bug service. Bugs. <laughs> I, mean, I just figured out my side hustle. <laughs> my stink bug there delivery service. Speaking. Uh, we oh we missed we missed a part. Sad news. Oh yeah, uh, we we missed one of our other important segments. Are you drinking this week? Oh, it's because we talked about it before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, because I had such problems opening this wine bottle. Um, <laughs> I am drinking Flag Hill Winery's Plum Wine. It was, I believe it was a limited time summer release over this last summer. It was actually one of the first things I did post-quarantine was I went to a wine tasting in, in Lee at the Flag Hill Winery and I tried this plum wine and my mom knows I how much I love plum wine. It's one of my favorites. Actually, the first time I had plum wine was in Epcot and in japan that's where i discovered that i really liked it that's awesome yeah i don't think i've ever tried so, it. so plum wine good nice. stuff yeah i'm doing what about the old you, standby blueberry acai truly beautiful it's yep. if it ain't broke don't fix it, it ain't broke don't throw it in the garbage i think that's what they say that is it that's, that's the one that's the one um yeah so I guess back to the news. Sorry. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. I you can know, already tell. I, it's every, every time, it's the scripted ones, Ben. I don't know what's in the room and the energy Something. when we script our episodes, but here it yeah. is. Maybe um, we should just wing it every so single time. It, that, that would, it would be a five minute long podcast if we tried to wing topics that's, like this. Actually, true. this one we probably could have done offhand, but. I digress. So the Florida governor lifted the regulations in the state of Florida. That's interesting. So basically, I think he said by October 3rd, there will be like no more restrictions in the state of Florida, which is huh. quite terrifying. Well, um, that considering I'm not Florida's Florida already not soon. doing great. Right. Uh, well, I mean, so, I guess we just have to leave it in the hands of the people running their business. Well, that's that's the thing is Disney's already released a statement that said that as of now, nothing will change about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Universal hasn't either, but I would be willing to bet that 
that they take the same precautions. So that's that. I don't know. I'm just probably I'm it's still <laughs> playing the the caution game. Yeah. But, well, we won't be going down there at least until 2021 anyway, so. Right. Um, and then we're going to go on a very long trip, and it's going to be great. Yeah, probably going to go to Florida and Cannot then wait. California, and then we're just going to do the, the tour to Disney and go to Tokyo. We're just going to continue and... going. <laughs> we're going to go to all of them with all the money that we have. We're... <laughs> we have so much money, Ben. Don't you know? We don't. Yeah. That's why we need more Patreon oh. subscribers. <laughs> That's it. Um, next on the news, there is a new Disney live action Peter Pan, which we was announced oh. a while ago in the lineup of, of live actions, and they've cast their Tinkerbell as Yara Shahidi from the show um, Blackish. Oh, so I haven't she's seen really that cute. Show. She has really pretty hair, like nice. insanely pretty hair. That's pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. I, you know, I don't. I'm never, I've never been a fan of like the new Disney live action movies, but like for some reason, Peter Pan will, I will always go watch a live action Peter Pan. Like, I think it might be because it was originally the stage show that like made me fall in love with Peter Pan. So like, yes, yes, Peter Pan as a Disney movie is its own standalone thing, but like J.M. Barry's Peter Pan, the stage show is also a thing. So I think it's just like, they're two different things to me. I don't know. Cause like I've seen Hook. I've in like mm-hmm. all the oh, I'm huge, those kinds of huge fan of Hook. Right. So I think of all of the live actions they're trying to make, I think Peter Pan will be one. And actually, the live action Little Mermaid also feels like it has a little more potential. But I, I think it's like maybe it's like I had issues with Lion King because it's like, why are you first of all, it's not live action, it's CGI animals. Yeah, it's HD cartoon. <laughs> That's right. all it was. And then Mulan, I think to me like I've never I never had like that cultural significance of like loving the movie Mulan like so many people have behind it I Mm -hmm. like I've seen it and I like the music but I've never really cared about the movie overall so maybe that's why but I I think I might see my biggest gripe is that I didn't have Eddie Murphy dressed in a dragon suit with his face sticking out of it that would have just been it you're right I would have bought it immediately like not even like a CGI dragon just Eddie Murphy in a dragon costume that would have Just been like Murphy. all it needed but no they didn't want to do that because i guess it's like not appropriate and that's fine i get it i get it i'm just disappointed yeah not mad um uh, so there's been a there, <laughs> just disappointed heather's favorite line to me uh, um speaking of not disappointing and very much appropriate there has been a new mural mm-hmm. unveiled in Disney Springs of Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther. And it's the the image, Aww. it's the, the imagery is of him doing the Wakanda Forever sign and a small child doing it back to him. And it's it's really, really beautiful. <sighs> we'll we'll share it. Um Yeah, I it's, gotta see that. It's beautiful, it's great. Um and very, mm. very quick turnaround for that. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'm glad so, they like, did that. Good, good on Disney for honoring, honoring one forever. of their legends. And a legend mm-hmm. among all of us. Great, Absolutely. great actor. Um, uh, wow, the news <sighs> is like a roller coaster ride of 
intensity versus comedy. Um, <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. <laughs> right. Uh, so the next topic on the news is that Disney is being sued over Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. Um, the son of... Suing them! The son of Evil, Evil Knievel. He says that they used the likeness Not of surprised Evil at all to model after Toy Story 4 and it's just too close with the storylines and, and all of those things. So the, the son of Evil Knievel is like, that is my dad. Give me the money. <laughs> so I think the big problem with this lawsuit is that Disney is going to be like, well, Evil Knievel was a person and Duke Kaboom was clearly a toy. So there's no semblance there. I don't know. I'm excited to follow this lawsuit. <laughs> can't uh, we, yeah so we'll keep you updated on this this thrilling lawsuit oh we'll see what happens <laughs> before every episode we just give an update on what's going on in the duke kaboom lawsuit what's the update on the knievel case steve remind me to do that <laughs> i'm talking to you steve specifically oh by the way yep. steve steve we thank you, on you for the the submission if you are not on our facebook or instagram steve found a uh, hidden mickey in the wild over at canopy lake park um in front of the dole whip stand so steve said coincidence i think not oh that's awesome <laughs> i cannot cannot be a coincidence well that's why we love steve um um and then speaking of roller coasters since we said that this news was a roller coaster universal has finally unveiled the velocicoaster yes it's not it <laughs> turns out it's not the velocicoaster <laughs> turns out the velocicoaster is not one giant churro stand um it was actually unveiled. I know. They kind of had me going there for a minute. I know. Um, <laughs> it was actually unveiled in like, they were updating their website. And I think like the web admins were updating it and accidentally hit publish instead of like draft. And um, oh, and it came out for like a hot maybe hour and then someone noticed it and they all shared it and then it went away. Like just as quickly as it appeared, it was gone again. Um, Someone's getting fired. Yeah, which means that uh, now the whole world knows. So they made an announcement about it. And it's officially called, it's actually like Velasa capital C coaster. And it's mm -hmm. funny because we've all joked for months that it was the Velasa coaster. And now it literally is the Velasa coaster. The Velasa coaster. What, what, are you, what are the odds that it was actually something else and then they changed it <laughs> to match the memes? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, mm-hmm who knows but i'm excited to ride it it looks really great like, it it's looks not really like fun. we didn't know it was it's like even jurassic park themed because they just carried a giant was... didn't they carry a giant velociraptor yes through? but it's, yeah it was also smack dab in the middle of jurassic park like you you couldn't hide the fact that it was in the jurassic right. park section of of the park um like dude it's just say what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i admire universal know. for keeping it quiet like think about how many rides have been announced and then canceled because of budgets or whatever yeah i i think i actually oh, quite admired hey <gasps> did you just blow right. on the bug no i just sneezed oh. i don't know where the bug is same difference it's on the other side of the the room anyway um yeah. So there's more Universal news. Mm -hmm. And you usually know more about that. Do you want to go into this one? I do. Um, so Universal officially announced, announced, announced its Halloween offerings, which we briefly discussed last week. We talked about the trick-or-treating and the costume situation. But they've officially said that mm -hmm. the haunted houses will carry on 
through the entire Halloween season on a daily basis with a virtual queue. There is a standby, but the virtual queue spots will get filled up and then the haunted houses will, will reach capacity for the day. So oh, very that's actually kind of cool. It's a good way to do it. Um, yep, that makes sense. So I'm, I'm glad they're at least still doing something like that. Yeah, and I've seen um, this year is a little different than normal, which is it's, it's wild because since it's offered every day on a daily basis and since it's not necessarily Halloween horror nights, um, usually you can't film at all through the haunted houses. And I've seen a full walkthrough of Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, which is, and it's, it's really good. And though it looks like the way that they've designed it allows for, like there's like plexiglass between all of the performers and mm-hmm. like, it's basically like they pop up behind windows, like lighted windows with surprises. And it's, looks pretty well done. Nice. I want to see the other one, That's which awesome. is the, the Bride of Frankenstein but I haven't yet, so I'm going to go search for that. One of the haunts, I was watching it this morning, one of the, one of the jump scares scared me sitting in my bed. <laughs> so, doing pretty good Wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Um, Halloween Harvest begins October 1st at Bush Gardens. Hooray. That's exactly what you think it is. Just a little food fest, chilling yep. at Bush Gardens. That's great. Um, and this them. one was insanely interesting to me. This was the last one I found. Um, SeaWorld is hiring despite the mass layoffs from a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and the explanation that was given by some executives or like managing staff was that a lot of, they're really hoping to refill the roles that they are now hiring for with people who like, you know, worked there before who held the roles previously. But the the reasoning was because a lot of the roles have had to be shifted whether they used to be full-time and they're now part-time or um the the responsibilities of the roles have have shifted a little bit so they they i think it's a weird approach of laying people off but maybe they also didn't expect a little bit of a boom for the industry going into the fall i don't know that's just Hmm. my speculation i don't actually know but SeaWorld okay. is hoping to rehire most of the people that they laid off with these new positions. So, okay, makes so. a little more sense, but still pretty like close. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. But, but anyway, that's the news. That is the news this week. Uh, so, as always, we're gonna take a break and come back to mm-hmm. possibly the most important topic we cover thus far. Oh, I think it'll be the most important topic of our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So enjoy this ad and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, I just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with ScribbleScript Studio. ScribbleScript is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs. The artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram, make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you, and if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her Etsy shop at Scribble Script Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q Q U E U E spelled just like the podcast for 15% off your order at Scribble Script Studios. All right, we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Great ad, as always. Always a great uh, ad. Um, yeah, yeah. So Ben, what are we what are we talking about today? 
So today, we are going to offer you some insight on how to be a galactic hero mm-hmm. on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Now, this is going to be the second Patreon plug the of history. the day, but um, if you are a fan of us on Patreon, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you know that our Patreon is entirely Buzz Lightyear themed. It is based on the rankings of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin slash Astro Blaster slash Planetary Rescue, whichever version you want to talk about. Um, and Ben and I, we've said it before, we are both galactic heroes. We both have reached the maximum score on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. So we thought in honor of Ben's birthday this week, because it is one of our favorite rides, we would cover this wealth of knowledge that we have on this specific topic. So we're going to start a little bit with the origin of the ride, how it came to be, and then we will give you those insider tips on how to become a galactic hero on not only Space Ranger Spin, but also Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters in uh, Disneyland. So Now, I've never ridden that one, so that one's all on you. <laughs> neither have I, but I did a bunch oh, of learning. Never mind. Fun fact, I have all never right. ridden it either. I was going to ask you that later, but um, yeah, no, I, I haven't either. It's actually very different, so I'm excited to, to, to see the, the changes. So the sources that we have here came from Seeking the Magical YouTube channel, which actually gave, gives you like a scene-by-scene scene breakdown on how to become a galactic hero. We also watched Yesterworld Entertainment, which does a history on all of the iterations of the ride. Um, Provost Park Pass gives you a scene-by-scene scene breakdown on how to become a galactic hero on um, Disneyland's Astro Blasters. And then, of course, our years of experience having to having actually receive the honor of galactic hero so let's start with a silly fairly forgotten 21 years of experience ah yes Uh, we'll start with a a silly fairly forgotten about ride called if you had wings it was sponsored by eastern airlines and it was an omni mover ride system about air travel the ride was pieced together in only five months and was entirely funded by eastern airlines it was basically a showcase of places you could visit by flying on eastern airlines and had no animatronics, only projections. It was not impressive. And in the time of the ticketed attractions, this one was free and still usually had no wait time. So in the 26 Oof. years that it existed since the Magic Kingdom opened, If You Had Wings went through five name changes. So it started as If You Had Wings. Once Delta pulled out, or once Eastern Airlines pulled out of the sponsorship, um, it was turned into If You Could Fly. After If You Could Fly, Delta took over a sponsorship and it was changed to Delta's Dream Flight. Dream Flight was actually changed to more of a history of aviation and how and now that they're now that delta had the money put in there were animatronics added after delta pulled out of their um sponsorship it just turned to dream flight and then finally a one more rebranding called take flight and after take flight closed there was now room for a new ride based on the upcoming sequel of toy story 2 um, people were skeptical about this because the uh, at the time, the only thing Pixar had done was Toy Story and putting another studio's IP into their park was a pretty new concept. Uh, but Disney pressed on with the construction and they used the exact same Omnimover track layout as the previous attraction. So uh, made things much easier and cheaper for the parks. When the ride opened, uh, visitors flocked and immediately were impressed with just the queue. Uh, they're met with a five foot tall animatronic of Buzz Lightyear himself. Uh, that animatronic is still there and used a small projector in his helmet to give face, uh, yeah, the face of the character even more detail and accuracy, making Buzz Lightyear look very realistic. I was always very, very impressed with the Buzz Lightyear. He's amazing. I thought he was the actual Buzz when I started going there. 
I think we talked about it in the animatronics episode of like most impressive animatronics. Yeah. Because he's been there. Yeah, he's still nineteen ninety eight. Hmm. I'm sure he's had minor tweaks, but yeah, of course. Um. Yeah. So the ride actually debuted before the movie, um, and that was the first time that guests were actually able to see Zerg, because you hadn't seen him in Toy Story two, but they'd heard all about him in Toy Story one. Mm-hmm. Now, when the ride was expanded to other parks, the name was changed and the laser cannon method was actually changed. In the Space Ranger Spin method, the laser cannons are mounted to the ride vehicle themselves. You can turn them a little bit and aim them, but you can't actually take them out of the holster and aim them. So now, in all of the later iterations after um, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, which came out in 1998 in the Disneyland version the next one that came out was actually 2005 like it was a good chunk of time before another Buzz Lightyear ride was made so once the Disneyland version came out you could take the gun out of the holster so you now have more free range of movement and you can aim it anywhere you please and I actually we talked about this or we just said that we'd never been on this ride but do you think of course you don't know how the the scoring system works on Disneyland yet but Mm -hmm. do you think it would be easier to get points if the gun was detached or do you think knowing that the gun is cemented to the, I think the so. cruiser no you know exactly where you're aiming well i think it's a little easier because you don't have to be so mobile with the cruiser itself because i find myself turning the, the cruiser a lot on um space ranger spin but i feel like i wouldn't have to rotate just that little like quarter inch more to actually get to where i'm trying to aim if i can just kind of like whip it around yeah, and I also think that if you can pull the gun out of the holster, you no longer have to be facing the same way as your ride partner is, because that's exactly. a thing that I always find challenging. Is like that's why, like, whenever we bring it up, how you and your mom are both Galactic Heroes in the same Star Cruiser, of like that is insanely impressive to me because I can barely do it in when I'm by myself or controlling the vehicle. Oh yeah, I have the picture somewhere to prove it, uh, but we did it. We'll I think it's on my Facebook. Our, yeah, I'll share pictures. it. I got a watermark it or something, so you guys know it's mine. But. <laughs> um, so it's actually really interesting to know that for a brief time, Buzz Lightyear's ride was located in every castle park worldwide. So in wow. 2017, Hong Kong closed their Astro Blaster ride, but the newest opening of a Buzz Lightyear shooter game was actually in 2016 with the opening of Shanghai Disneyland. So for most of the, the year... Most of the latter half of 2016 and the early part of 2017, there was a Buzz Lightyear ride in every park. And there's only one other ride that is in every single park, and it's Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Isn't that wild? That is. That's crazy. Um, Once Hong Kong closed... What? Magic carpets of Aladdin. (laughs) Oh my god. It's not in every park for a reason. I will die on this hill, Ben. I will die here. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know if you like subscribe to TPM Vids now, but TPM Vibs just released a video. The other day they asked on Twitter, they were like, what is the worst ride in uh, in a Disney park? Or it might have been just in like Walt Disney World. And I tweeted back mm-hmm. and I said, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, I will die on this hill. And it is now my most liked tweet on twitter <laughs> and it's on my personal page That's it's hilarious. not even on q2q it's just becca <laughs> <laughs> great it's a great time but um oh it's great i digress hong kong 
closed their version of of um Buzz Lightyear in 2017, like I said, and it's thus been rethemed to Ant-Man and the Wasp, but it's pretty much the same ride. It's still a shooter. Buzz Lightyear also had one more mm-hmm. iteration of his ride, as we discussed in the Disney Quest episode a couple episodes ago. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster oh, Singular yeah. was like a dodgeball bumper cars combination. There was also an online arcade version in 2005 to coincide with the opening of the Disneyland version of the ride, and we will get into that significance later when we talk about Disneyland. Oh. Mm-hmm. I actually had the, um, it was like a toy that you could buy from Space Rangers bin. It was the the, uh, the mounted gun and it gave you like Z targets to shoot at. I think it shot lasers too. Yeah. That's really cool. I wonder if your mom awesome. still has it. I sure hope so because I'd actually put that on the wall now. Now that I think about it, I would put we that should, right behind me. <laughs> we should play and we could we should see who can get the most points in like 40 seconds or something. <laughs> yeah. Patreon content just like, maybe. Might have actually had like a a nerf thing to it. Well, that's what I was actually thinking when we were talking about doing um, the make your own Disney ride at home. I was gonna do that. I was gonna get that gun, put my targets on the wall, and have Heather push me on my chair and just like shoot at the oh targets. Oh my gosh! We should try it. We should do it. I, oh my god! <laughs> when you can't go to Disney, bring Disney to you. So let's talk about. Oh, anyway. How to be a galactic hero. Yeah. Um, so if you've never been on Space Ranger Spin, we'll give you a bit of a background on the ride. Um, Buzz Lightyear Park at each park, Buzz Lightyear ride in each park um, is an Omni Mover shooter ride system. Each ride vehicle has two laser shooters, one for each player. You ride through each show scene with a goal of racking up as many points by hitting targets. And they have the letter Z on them. Z is for Zerg, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously a weather balloon. Did you ever watch the was that your Star Command like movie? I did it was not. Like a, a cartoon I've been movie. meaning to. I wanted oh God, to watch, watch it. Buzz Lightyear it's Star Command. Gold. It's great. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's where that great line comes from. It's obviously a weather balloon when their ship crashes <laughs> down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I hope Melissa listens to this one. <laughs> Melissa always listens. You don't have to hope. <laughs> She's our saving yep. grace. All right, <laughs> that's true. Uh, she's listening to it today, actually. <laughs> um, so the ride is supposed to emulate the video game that Buzz Lightyear is from in the original Toy Story. At the end of the ride, if you look at the wall, you will see the rankings for how well you did. And if you, the average player, look down to the right, then you'll probably see a score of 130,000, probably 170,000, maybe even less. And you'll wonder how anyone could possibly get 999,999 points by playing the silly four-minute game. Well... We at Q2Q are seasoned galactic veterans, and we're going to tell you how. Mm-hmm. So, first things first, after you board the ride vehicle called the Star Cruiser, as we've mentioned, get comfy. You need to be able to focus. As you go through the first room, you will see a little center monument with Buzz Lightyear on it, shooting up at a little moon. Uh, you can't shoot here yet, but about halfway through the room, your blaster will charge up, and you'll be able to see the laser beam. This is a good time to practice how the Star Cruiser actually moves around. And here comes the first two tips. Tip number one, aim your blaster at the wall with no target. This allows you to see the trajectory of your beam. Sometimes your beam is not perfectly centered, so you need to know what kind of corrective angle that you need to bring. Also, if you will, if you, ooh, also it allows you to know which beam is yours and make it easier to follow. Cause that's mm-hmm. a large thing is like, you think that your beam, yeah. you think you know where your beam is, but it, it, it it's not yours. It's not. And you will 
I've never to this day gotten a perfectly straight Star Cruiser. So this is I don't think definitely one you're going to want to use. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been almost, what, it's been 20 years now? Over 20 yeah. years. So they're, they're used. They're well-loved. Um, so the second tip is never let go of the button. And this is for two reasons. The first, every five clicks of the button gives you 100 points. So even if you're not spot on with your target, you're still going to be racking up small points. The other reason is the laser beam fires once per second and only once per second. If you try to click the button, it will disrupt the time mechanism and thus slowing you down. And it's not like you get an accuracy counter at the end. So there's really no reason to not hold the button down. Right. So just fire as many lasers as possible. Um, so when you enter the next room or the battle zone, uh, turn your ride vehicle to the left, as in uh, the hand farthest away from you. Oh yeah, sorry. I skipped a line, I think. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> Turn your vehicle to the left-hand side and focus on the large orange robot. Take an aim at his left hand. Um, this is the hand that's farthest away from you. The left hand is worth 100,000 points in one shot. Um, mm -hmm. You could probably hit this guy two to three times if you're lucky. And for this target, the passenger on the left side of the vehicle has the advantage because the vehicle in front of you will block part of the target from the right. After you can no longer reach that robot, quickly spin your car. Quickly sprint. Ben. <laughs> Quickly spin your star cruiser <laughs> nope. to the right and aim for the claw directly overhead as you're exiting the room. Now this happens very quickly. So like the second you come mm -hmm. out of range of that robot, you're pretty much under under that claw. Um, this target is also worth a hundred thousand points. So just heading out of that first room, you could probably easily rack up between three hundred thousand and five hundred thousand points if you're lucky. Um, the trick to the claw is to hit it before or after you pass it since due to the angle of those blasters, because remember they are connected to your ride vehicle. If you are directly underneath it, you physically cannot touch it. The next room mm -hmm. is a little bit overwhelming. There are a lot of targets and a lot of moving parts. Just remember to stay focused as soon as you can turn your vehicle to the volcano now there's this little monster guy that's in front of you and if you hit his target he will follow your ride vehicle and thus blocking the volcano don't get stuck in that trap but once you can see that volcano aim for the top target this one is worth fifty thousand points so you'll know when you hit you know when you hit this target when the volcano begins to erupt eventually the statue in the center of the room will block your view of the volcano so take this time to play around and hit whatever targets that you want Mm -hmm. uh, once the volcano is in view again, go back and go right back to it. Once you can't reach the volcano, there's also a 50,000 point target on in the alien in the box, but it's difficult to hit. If you're really focused and have sharp aim, you may be able to, uh, but if not, just on to the next room. Now, I do want to make one comment about this room. There is a target that not a lot of people hit um, over the door of the next room. There is a bunch of targets up top and they are spinning. I've managed to get pretty good success out of those targets they're way up top in the ride peel any people look for them the only time i actually saw them without looking for them was on the people mover mm. so where is like this a spinning z target formation so this is the volcano room it's mm -hmm. right above the door um oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The next room yeah so try to get that if you can't be shooting at the volcano I wonder if there's... Let us know how, this, how the results are, because people don't really cover that a lot. Um, I wonder how much these points I've are I've had worth. a lot of... Because it's so out of sight, I'm willing to bet it's worth a good amount. Um, yeah, so we're at, on to the next room. 
uh, as you leave the volcano room, keep your vehicle turned to the right and aim for the targets on the wall. You're going to be tempted to aim for the battery room on the left. That is just a distraction. Stay to the right, and as soon as you can, aim at the lowest target on Zerg's ship, the one at the very center. This is the one I always have the most success on. Um, it's a 100,000-point target, and it's a target that will not properly work head-on. So the best time to get to it is when entering and exiting the room. You can also reach it a few feet into the next room if you turn around. Uh, this target is how you can button up your score. The odds are... If you're going to reach Galactic Hero status, you already have by this time, but don't lose hope. You still have two rooms to go. Fun fact, my mom and I were both Galactic Heroes. Off that one. <laughs> so we just kind of kicked back and relaxed through the red tunnel. I'm trying to find the rest out. Of the ride. I'm trying to find out how much those those are worth. But I can't find it so if you are down there right now and you have the ability to go to disney and you feel like going to disney um feel free to let us know how much those ones are worth if you hit it tell us um if not ben i think we should make an admission that once we yeah. finally just we finally take our time our sweet time and go down to florida um i think we should ride this ride an un uncountable amount of times and identify how much literally every target is worth in was like your space yeah. rangers fin i'm totally okay with that i mean most of them are worth like 500 i'm sure um so like ben said that you still have two rooms to go while you go through the tunnel before the star room use this time to practice your target shooting remind yourself where your laser is pointing, and to prep for the next room. Once you're inside the star tunnel room, aim for Zerg's spaceship. It's hard to see because of the projection and how it's a very old projector, but there is a target at the bottom of his ship. Aim for that. It's hard to hit, but do your best. And remember, don't let go of the button. I also wonder, actually, how accurate this is because it's a mm -hmm. moving projection. So how would the ride... Like, I don't know how the ride sensors work because in... I know that the way the original Buzz Lightyear Astro Buster ride works is that it is, it's like a, a the same idea of like um, a particle beam when you're in a fire, in like a fire detection system of like, it knows that it hit that target because it comes right back to, it's like a reflection. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if that actually happens. I don't know. Um, but I know I get points in that room, but it's just, I usually just get the 100 free points. Right. And I think it's just, um, I think it might be like a hidden target in like behind the screen, but who knows? If you haven't maxed out your score yet mm -hmm. in the final room, you lose control of your star cruiser and get pointed towards the camera. Aim for the target at the bottom of Zerg's ship once more. And this target is worth 25,000 25, points. And this is pretty much the last, your last shot at getting points. Mm hmm um, so if you didn't make it by now, we still have some extra tips for you. So tip number three, the left side of the vehicle has the advantage only for the first target, but for the rest of the ride, it is definitely a benefit to sit on the right. Um, the right side of the vehicle sets you up better for each of the rest of the targets. And that's just, I believe, um, based on how much time you're like facing or like at that angle that the target is at, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
Um, tip number four, be the one controlling the ride. That's one kind of seems obvious to me, but if it wasn't obvious yes, to you, for you, if you are the pilot, you are able to point the ride vehicle in the direction you need it in. This gives you the perfect advantage of the, for the targets. Of course, like Ben and his mother, they are obviously the greatest marksmen on the face of the earth and can become a galactic hero because they are <laughs> galactic heroes. But if you are new at this and you are not as seasoned vets as they are, definitely control the ride yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, that was number four. Mm-hmm. Right? Or yep, that was number four. Perfect angles. Ride alone, that was number five. Ride alone is number five. That's the one you have to say. Oh, I thought you just said that. Nope. I said be the one controlling the ride. Am I crazy? All right, well, I'm taking it back. Just say it. Um, another tip. <laughs> another tip is to ride alone. Um, it's going to eliminate the distraction from a partner and also decreases the number of lasers competing for the same targets. Mm -hmm. Tip number six, if Galactic Hero is truly your goal, rope drop the ride. The best time to reach Galactic Hero is early in the morning or very late at night when there are less people riding that ride. It also helps to go during extra magic hours when you are trying to get on, when other people are trying to get on more popular rides. Um, I find that this is true as well. If you have less people in the room, it's because the, again, I think the target like not shuts off, but like it registers the, the, the beam and then it like glitches for a second to be like, got it, cool, and to then reset. moves on yep. and has to reset. So having less competition mm -hmm. in the room is helpful. Right. Um, and then the last tip we have is just have fun. It's a game. Uh, it's all supposed to be fun. And when competition gets in the way of your enjoyment, that's when you know you have to take a break. So, Yeah, so if you've been playing for hours and you're just riding the ride on repeat, which is always fun, uh, take a break to not be so competitive. And we did this in Santa's Village. Um, the three of us rode... Yeah, the Humbug. We rode Humbug, what, five times? And there was one ride that, like, we all decided that we weren't going to try as hard, um, if at all. Mm -hmm. so, and, so oh, we yeah. could just enjoy the ride for what it was and that was the yeah. best that was great I loved that Shay one. yelled at me for firing like twice but it's fine <laughs> um, but wait Ben what if you're in Disneyland well good news is we know how to beat that one too oh yay um, so different than Walt Disney World each shape of the targets are worth more for different shapes. Circles are 100 points, squares are 1,000 points, diamonds are 5,000 points, and triangles are 10,000 points. So focus on triangles and diamonds whenever you can. Yeah, they definitely upgraded the, the ride point system when they installed the new ones, because I believe all of the new ones have, have the same idea of like, you know how much each of the targets are worth when, you, when you're starting to ride the ride. So opposite of Space Ranger Spin in Florida, you want to be on the left side of the vehicle. Most of the higher value targets are actually on the left side of the track. Unfortunately, on Astro Blasters, you do have to pull the trigger. So just keep firing. Like in Florida, every five, five clicks will automatically give you 100 bonus points to help you keep your score up. Z for Zerg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, I just lost my place. Um, so throughout the ride, the targets will spontaneously get neon rings around them. That means the target is worth 10 times the original value. Keep an eye out for that. 
uh, especially on those triangles and diamonds. This idea actually goes back to that online platform game. While playing, the targets in the game corresponded with the targets in the ride. If an online player shot the target virtually, it would light up a target in the physical ride. Ben just learned that as That's he was reading it. <laughs> I did. That was amazing. Um, yeah, no, I think that's the coolest thing. And, um, I, I just love when, when Disney did these, these online promotions of like, interact with the parks when you're not at the parks. And this one is really cool. Cause it's like the, the game mm -hmm. is now offline and it doesn't do anything. So now it's just kind of random on when those neon rings light up. That's but sad. like, imagine you had a friend and you were like, go play Astro Blasters while I'm on the ride. And then you do, and you just like work together. <laughs> like, I mean, like it was only available in like That'd 2005 and 2007. So like you, you being like, I don't know, 10 having your friend on your phone, like you don't have a cell phone. You can't correspond that. But like, imagine today right. you could FaceTime your friend as they're playing. Like I still had minutes back then. <laughs> yeah that's remember when we were i had to pay for text messaging remember when our texts like we would have like up to 250 a month mm -hmm. i text you 250 texts I... the day that we record <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much i yeah my first got my cell phone i had a nokia t-mobile flip phone and i did not have a texting option <laughs> my god so it was calls for me just to mom and dad and if you were at the mall pretty much it was just an emergency phone i got it when i was 10 i think just because my dad was like getting rid of his because he was upgrading and he's like i don't want to give you this but it, i may as well because it'd be a test of your responsibility plus we're in florida and if you run off i don't want you to get lost did your siblings <laughs> like, okay. have cell phones already <laughs> yeah i was the only one that didn't so I got my dad's old one. So we all have corresponding numbers, zero through five or zero. Yeah, no, through four. So I'm zero because I got my dad's and then my mom is one. My oldest sister's two and my brother's three. My other sister's four. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, like. So I never have trouble rem remembering their phone numbers. <laughs> see, I wish my parents, we all have the same, like middle three numbers after area code but like the rest of the the, the last four digits are completely different for all of us which is <laughs> <Anyone's> and <guess. laughs> and my my sisters and mine are very similar to the point where like i don't remember <laughs> because they're that similar they're just like the same amount of numbers just like <laughs> different order and it's like i can't do it um but yeah what were we talking about buzz lightyear <laughs> um aa yeah, that's me. There are a couple hidden targets throughout the ride in the final room. If you turn your vehicle around so you are facing away from Zerg, you will actually see a toy box. Shoot the circle at the bottom of the toy box, and a triangle will appear. It is the closest triangle to your ride vehicle, and it's pretty easy to hit. There are also hit other hidden targets, and they are mostly toy boxes. These have a, sequ have a sequence, and if you hit every piece of the sequence, you can rack up some major points, because they um, light up in those point boosters. Um, with the neon rings. Mm -hmm. The ultimate hidden targets, though, are on Zerg himself. If you aim between his chest plates on either Zerg animatronic, each of those are worth 50,000 points. If you hit it once and you're good enough to hit it more than wow. one time, you can rack up some serious points just from hitting Zerg alone. You can't see the target, but it is the one that is worth the most. That's crazy. Um... Yep, so if you become a galactic hero midway through the ride, don't stop. 
The computer will continue to keep score. At the end of the ride, you can email your score to yourself and actually see what you tallied up and see your ranking for the day if you were top 100. That's, that's cool. really fun. And I think that's like in Toy Story Mania, they do the same thing, which I have no idea how people score high on Toy Story Mania. It's insane to me. Oh, I can't do it. Um, maybe we'll have to do do a day of that too. Um, but it's just like top 100. It like ranks you. It has a top 100, has a top 10, and, and it just like resets every day just like in Toy Story Mania. And I think it's really cool that it continues counting because the, the little scorecard will say 999,999 and you can't see your score there. But if you get a high score of the day or if you decide to email your ride photo with your score, it'll pop up with how you ranked if you're in the top 100 and what your actual score was, which is crazy. And I also like, as That's I was cool. reading this on how to become a galactic hero on Disneyland, I feel like it's insanely harder to become a galactic hero at every yeah, other well, the iteration. Point heroes, the point values are all lower. I mean, you, you have three opportunities or two opportunities in the first room of the Space Ranger spin to score 100,000 points in a single click. You don't have right. that anywhere in Disneyland. Right. So, I mean, you could rack up a couple 50,000, right? But So, I guess that's our... Our next challenge, Ben, is we have to become seasoned veterans in all the parks. Uh, yeah, we'll just do the the tour to Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and is that what we'll call the trip when we vlog? It's just tour to Buzz Lightyear, episode one, Lightyear. episode two. <laughs> yep, we got to start Magic Kingdom, obviously. Of and course, then, uh, we'll, of course. We'll branch out from there. But yeah, so if uh, if you weren't before, you are now, or you now have the tools to become a bona fide galactic hero mm -hmm. so make sure you study up so learn where the good targets are and take aim mm -hmm. and become a true marksman like the two of us yeah and if you're unsure at the park just pull up a podcast you know you're like okay yeah listen to an hour's worth of things while you're waiting in the queue an hour because that's probably what it will be yep just it will probably be just listen to us um, and yeah lives. and then if your friends want to know how to become galactic heroes because you know riding with a buddy is way more fun also show them the podcast mm -hmm. and tell them they can subscribe and then you know stay for more episodes yeah so if you liked what you heard make sure you subscribe to our podcast like we just said and follow mm -hmm. us on all of our social media. We have a Twitter account, which is mostly me. I'm mostly behind all of our social media, but occasionally Ben's lurking on Facebook. Um, at Twitter, I it is at lurk. Q, the number two Q. On Instagram, we are Q, at Q underscore two underscore Q. And on Facebook, we are at Q to Q, just like you spell the podcast. And Q is always spelled fully like the podcast and if you want to check out our patreon and give us some extra mm -hmm. support we have as low as like we mentioned one to fifty dollar tiers each one comes with a special little bonus and that is patreon.com slash q to q so jump on over there for some some more shenanigans um and we have some other stuff mm. coming soon we have another round of q to q kitchen which is another reason to subscribe to our our patreon um our 15 level or more tier gets the cutie cute kitchen which is on its way we also have some vlogs coming once i have like a moment to write them all out and do them all out brent is working real hard for us and we yeah. really appreciate it go. thank you to all of our patreon subscribers yep. so shout out to filmmaker brunch please check him out 
Yes, do that. On Instagram, um, at TomeMakerBrush. And uh, we will see you guys next week. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Oh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts oh, since yes. we just got there. Oh, yes. Please do. That really helps. Yeah. Um, we've seen a significant yep, it does. increase of, of love from being on Apple Podcasts. So we really, really appreciate all you new listeners that have joined us on this dumb journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we talked about our tour de Buzz Lightyear. Tour de Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> we got it. Um, all right. Uh, stay classy. We'll see you next time. Bye.